What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary, um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media, people are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. If you wanna get your questions on it, you can ask at 212-931-5731 on my community app. That's where we're taking the questions from, and what I mean by that is you ask the question there, use hashtag T with Gary V, and then somebody from my team goes in there and contacts you and actually gets you to be in the prompt for asking the question on the show in video form on Zoom, which is the infrastructure I'm using to then distribute out to Facebook. T with Gary V, the new smash hit show, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Yeah, okay, it's T with Gary V. Sipping in for V. I know patience is the key. Putting out all of my shit for free. This is T with Gary V. Might go make a flip. Take a break. It is T with Gary V. And it is April 23rd, and I have high energy because I just gave a keynote to a small group of 12 executives in a global company, and it was really highly intellectual, and I got fired up. Dustin, I'm fired up this morning. I hope everybody else is. I'm coming in hot. That's good. That's always good to hear. (laughs) Trying to compete with me? That's a good eight ball hat. Yeah, my hair is really annoying right now, so I need to wear a hat. (laughs) All right, let's get into the show. Everybody, before we start the show, you're being selfish. A lot of you are not shit. I, I looked, so no bullshit now. Just like I looked that none of you fuckers have signed up for wine text and you're buying wine. You're, you know, I watch. I've literally gone to people that have looked at tea with Gary Vee, put their handle in Twitter, then put in wine, found that you tweeted about wine two years ago, looked up your name in wine text database, and you haven't signed up. You fucking fuck. So that's that. But more importantly, I know that a lot of you have not shared the show. So please take the URL right now and post it on Twitter so my team. Team Gary V can retweet it. You can get some followers. You can amplify the show. Let's do that. And uh, let's post it on Facebook as well because a lot of you have huge audiences there. And before I go in, let's absolutely say hello. Real Estate BJ, always good to see you. David Centeno, what's good, my man? New Mess Life. Uh, Adian, what's good? Jessica Davis, what's good? Hacky Raps, Tara Lynn, good to see you. Boxy Nerd, you're always in the building. I appreciate that. Jose Leonardo, what's good? Always great to see you as well. Leave comments. I see Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube comments in here. Let's go learn to exercise. Thank you for signing up. Today's wine is so crazy, and then we're gonna get the show. $125 Pinot Noir for 45 bucks. I'm gonna say it slowly. The wine sells for 125 bucks. 45 bucks. Like, I'm going nuts. Like, that's baller. You know, yesterday was a $10 wine, today's 45 bucks. But if you're somebody who drinks 12 and 13, $15 wine, and it's obviously COVID, so, First of all, most of you shouldn't be buying wine if you can't afford it, but if you can and you do drink wine, if you drink $20 wine, leap up for a bottle or two of this today because this is because you don't drink $125 wine if you buy $20 wine and you're not going to get $125 wine for 45 bucks every day. So big day today for Pinot Noir lovers. Uh, if you're in for today's Pinot Noir, please say I'm in for today's Pinot Noir in the comments. I just want to get a feel of how pumped you are. All right, let's go into it. Mike! Cheers. 
My man. How are you, bro? Bro, I'm really good. It's good to see you. Mike Boyd told me he was trying to get you on this thing. Yeah, no. Bro, you look great. You shaved the beard. You're looking great. You're handsome. Oh, buried under there. So Mike Posner under there. I see it, bro. It's great to see you. Likewise. How are you? I'm good, bro. Everything's good. You know, um, I'm just using this time to exercise and, and you look great, bro. You're music. You're looking man. handsome, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. You're welcome. You got a question? Bro, I want to talk to you about 04 Pistons. Everyone wants to talk about Bulls these days. I love it, Mike. Everybody now you got my attention. Everybody wants to talk about Bulls these days. I'm a Detroit guy. Bro, I'm super, you know, I love the Knicks, and uh, but I'm secretly a Pistons guy. Here's why. One, they beat the shit out of Michael Jordan before he was able to break through. Those clotheslines and those headbutts and somebody who hated Michael Jordan, I just love what the bad boys did to Mike. They beat him up. Everybody who, all these youngsters who don't know, who like are just blinded by, and listen, Jordan's the GOAT, I get it, but I hate him. And like, like kids don't even know that Jordan couldn't get through them. Kids don't even know that Jordan got beat year after year after year by those guys. And then, I hate Phil Jackson. And what, what, what the 04, what the Pistons did to the Lakers, like the way Brown. Five. In five. What Brown did to them, what Brown did to Jackson, that is an, I, listen, when you have Jordan and Pippen and when you have Shaq and Kobe, I'd have seven rings as a coach. <laughs> I love Phil and he's a mastermind zen and I'm like that and he's a Nick deep down, so I love him. But let's not get it twisted. What Brown did to him in that series, uh, we can talk all four Pistons all day. Clowned yeah, them. It was scary. They could have had Melo too. I know. If they On didn't take team. Darko, I know. I know hey, all about Darko, it. Darko, boy. <laughs> Mike, you got me fired up, man. I'm already fired up this morning. Like, yeah, if they had Melo, it would have been, that would have been a four, five, six year run. And they, and the next year, they took Spurs to seven. They almost repeated. Bro, I'm super aware. I'm super aware. Tony, I'm not an asshole. I just don't like Michael Jordan because I'm a real Knicks fan. And real Knicks fans who are in their 40s should not love him. Do I understand that he's the greatest basketball player? Yeah, I think LeBron is, if LeBron can sneak one more in here and his all-around play and kind of surrounding cast, I think he gets into a really great conversation. But How many does LeBron have? How many rings? Three, but he's been in nine finals. He's three and six in the finals, which is what everybody triggers him. But like, bro, some of those Cavs teams, it was like LeBron and like me, you, like, like my, my Xander, my, my seven-year-old, and like, I mean, some of those casts were n- ridiculous yeah, what LeBron did. Yeah, so back when he, before they had Kyrie, he was taking them to the finals a lot. But the Eastern Conference like, week. Deontay West and like the guy with the hair and like ridiculous. Hey, bro, I didn't like that guy when they played Pistons, bro. Man, like anyway, Mike, I love you. I love you too, bro. Yeah, keep pushing. Let's talk soon. I'm going to keep going oh, with the yeah. show. All right, man. All right. Let's keep this going. Some sports. Uh oh, how about this shirt? The other day I said to my team, today's episode was dirty. And they sent me out this dirty t shirt. I think we need to have to put this up on Gary V shop, Dustin. I think let, let I think this is a seller. I think, you know, I don't want people I don't want people buying shirts right now because the economy and everything, but like but I'm still a salesman too. And I think uh, you know this is fucking fresh. Let's have a dirty tea episode today, Dustin. Let's go. It's a dirty tea tea. It's a dirty tea tea. Let's go. Oops. <laughs> Let's keep going. Hey, Leanne. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. 
Um, so I wanted to say thank you so much for this opportunity and for quite frankly changing my life. I suffered really bad anxiety and listening to your podcast calmed me down and motivated me more times than I can count. Thank you. Um, I listened to your talk on YPO uh, for the YPO group yesterday and my oh, dad, yeah? yeah, and my dad Rita said it was so lovely like, having you here in Dubai. Um, and so for my question, uh, I just turned 18 years old and I've lost 100 pounds in three years and I've wow. documented it all on my Instagram at Journey, which you should follow, by the way, if you can. You got it. Everybody, um, go ahead. I've seen limited growth, but now I feel like I'm transforming and creating a new identity for myself, not really related to weight loss. I just don't know what I want to become. I know I want to help others and make content, but I don't know what my niche is and I know how important that is. What so yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to jump right in because I'm excited and you got me fired up. <laughs> People think they need to know what their niche is up front instead mm -hmm. of realizing they just need to be a human and talk every day and find it. Okay. This is not about being right. This is about finding right. Okay. You're sitting and thinking all day of like, okay, I've done this part of my life. I'm in a new place. 15 to 18 was about this and inspired certain people. Yeah. That. But wait yeah. a minute, you know, now I'm in a different place and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We all are yeah. going to be in different places. But everybody thinks they need to like sit and kind of like come up with the right answer. It's yeah. not that. What you need okay. to do is put out content every day. Yesterday your content could have been, or two days ago, I just listened to Gary on this YPO, you know, Middle East thing. It was cool. One thing he said was this. Or the next day it's like, I ate this, you know, these raspberries and they were delicious. And the reason I eat raspberries is this. And the next day is, my sister said this. And the next day is, I saw this. Just be a human. Just okay. be a human, put that out. Everybody worries about finding their niche, being right, finding the thing that will make them money, and it doing well in likes and followers. That's the complete wrong thing. The right thing is, when you don't know, is you go and make every day, you watch what happens, then you realize that people are liking this, and you realize you like cooking, or you like exercise, or you like fruit, or you like songs, or you like sports, and then you make more of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think six years ago, oh, I'm going to do parenting content and that's going to really help. No, I, I had a random thought. I put it out, a lot of reaction to it. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know, like, it's not super complicated. Like, you know, the reality is, is that you don't know if you don't put it out and you're yeah. definitely going to be crippled. You know, I'm telling you right now, I like the way I said that. It's not about being right up front. It's about creating a system that helps you find right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that sounds awesome. Okay, yeah. So basically, um, it was kind Just of. Add, and I love your, I love your even your handle. Thank Cause you. Because a, a journey is everything. Yeah, so exactly. You, like today, you could be like, okay, on my journey today, I'm gonna try to learn how to play chess. Yeah, that's actually so smart. And also, you have to get serious about TikTok because it's a place you can explode. Okay. I'm. I'm. I posted one TikTok and it kind of like blew up. I mean, for like the region here. And so like I should have posted more. I just have like a lot because I talked about my anxiety and so I needed to like learn to like calm myself down and not be insecure, which you have a podcast on. So do, me, do me a favor. Watch this video over and over for one minute. Like, like when, it, when it gets aired, clip it and just watch it and then post. Use this moment to give you the courage to post every day. Multiple okay. times a day. But, but you're pissing me off. Sorry. Because if you made one fucking TikTok and it blew up, and then you didn't do anything with it, that means it's here. I, we have to fix this. Yeah. Because that's insane to me. 
<laughs> Thank you. I mean, if you want to inspire people, you just did something that worked, and now what? You're insecure to post more? Like what? You're overthinking. Yeah. Just okay. make. Just make. You're right. Thank I know you. I'm right, but I want you to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, Gary. You got it. Bye-bye. Uh, I notice a lot of times in the comments, people are trying to figure out how to get on this show. Um, uh, the way you get on the show is you text in your number if you're in the US uh, to this number or Canada to this number, 212-931-5731. You ask your question, put hashtag T with Gary V. My team finds it. You get a text from us and you get crazy excited and we get you in. If you're international, you got to go to Twitter, Twitter only. If you don't have one, create one. People are like, I don't have a Twitter. I'm like, so you don't get on the fucking show, dick. Like, create the Twitter and fucking ask the question. Ask your question, hashtag T with Gary V. That's how you get on the show. Text or screenshot or tweet. Text or tweet. That's how you get on the show. Let's keep it going. Hi. Hey, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, so, you know, we're both investors. I run my fund and I know that you do a little bit of investing too or maybe a lot these days. What do you do right now to, to help, you know, not just your, your followers and fans here, but the people that you're investing in? This is, this is crazy times, right? It sucks. Like, what, what do we do? Um, what I've been doing is one of two things. Either mm -hmm. being their kind of mental coach of like, hey, it's not that bad. You've never been through this. So just being a human, being a friend, being an older yeah. brother. A lot of that. And, and a lot more, actually, of fixing their businesses. You know mm -hmm. this, Sarah. All yeah. these, all these people, you know, I've been yelling about this for two years. It's why I stopped investing a lot. Mm -hmm. You can't build businesses that don't make money and just rely on more venture capitalists. But I think a lot of people thought that was going to work forever. I was right that it wouldn't. I mean, I remember 2008. It seems like there's a, there's a way, uh, unexpected or not, of these things crashing every, you know, 10, 20 years. So it's the most, it's, it's the most historically obvious thing yeah. of all time. What goes yeah. up must come down. I mean, and so I've been spending a lot of time trying to show them operationally how to cut costs while not going out of business. That's yeah. it. Two things. Uh, what I would call sweet, you know, it's almost like how I do this, right? It's either sweet love or it's hardcore love, yeah. right? So it's sweet love. It's a time for growth too, isn't it though? Because the greatest. people have nothing to do except sit around and watch us right now. The greatest time for growth. This is, this is, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for people that love offense. Yeah. And it feels like you have to play defense because it feels like you're drowning. But the reality is, if you play offense, then you're you're going to be. But can scored. you afford to play offense? Right, a lot of these yeah. companies, you know, you have to be able to financially yeah. afford to play offense. Yeah, or I think and I also think you have to get creative, right? What worked two months ago is is done. Yep, innovation is the only way out of a pickle. And this is a huge pickle. It is a sour, sour pickle. But some of us love sour, sour pickles. We're built for navigating this time. Yeah. How are you I, changing things? Well, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm comfortable in this environment because this is all I know. I don't do entrepreneurship to buy a boat. I do entrepreneurship for when it's going well and I do entrepreneurship for when it's not going well. I've also been through 9-11. I've been through the 2000 internet bubble. I've been through the 2008 collapse. Like, this isn't my first rodeo. I've got these grays, you know, so... You know, I'm uh, I'm cozy as a cucumber in this, and I really know what the fuck I'm doing. Cucumbers and pickles. That's what it is tonight. Sarah, thanks for being on. Thank you. Bye. Let's keep this going. We got real energy today. Scotty Stone. Oh, what's up, Gary? It's all good, bro. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Abel Franco, hold on. Hold, hold on, mom. I don't know if you remember this name. This is gonna blow you, I mean, this might be a little tough. Do you remember my friend, Abel, who right before we moved, he was like a friend in my class, not who lived in the neighborhood. Remember I even went to his house for WrestleMania? He's in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> Abel Franco in the fucking building. Abel, hey, Abel, I gotta connect with you, bro. I'm getting back heavy into wrestling. And every time I think about wrestling, I think about Abel Franco. And Abel's one of the few people who know that I was the biggest fucking Macho Man Randy Savage fan. And I was at his house when Randy the Macho Man Savage lost his title to Hogan and I cried. I basically cried and my mom picked me up and I went home. All right, let's go. All right, so um, <clears throat> a little backstory real quick. So I've been in, uh, I got involved uh, while I was in the military and in my career, which is in security, I got involved in the training area. I've been doing training for like the last, you know, 13 years. Um, but my passion is poker. I really enjoy poker. So I wanted to address it from a training standpoint. When I set up all my handles, I realized that I was like, oh shit, I really don't know as much as I thought I did. So I turned, <laughs> yeah. So I turned my poker handle into uh, the journey. I turned it into me wanting to be a professional poker player and saying, hey, fuck, I don't know as much as I thought I did. So now, why don't you guys all join me? So my question and then my follow-up question is, when do, or when, when do I know that it's time to maybe say, all right, after two years, three years, four years, that really maybe poker isn't my thing and I should try something different. And on the back end, um, have you ever been dismissed by somebody that you looked up to in your industry before you know you got here? And what I mean by that is, is that of course, I follow, I've been following you for now almost a year. Um, started not giving a shit what people think. I started posting on live. I started posting, you know, went to Google, learned how to stream, learned how to set up my website, learned how to set up, you know, YouTube, all that. Started DMing a bunch of poker professionals, poker amateurs, poker everything. And I got some replies back for some, or one specific from a poker professional who obviously I'm not going to name, but they kind of just blew me off and told me that I should stop. Like essentially like stop doing what you're doing. Like you're not going to make it like it's, you know, and so from that standpoint, not caring what people think, but because he's already a professional in the industry, you know, do I take that to heart or do I just kind of be like, all right, maybe, you know, so that's essentially the question. Like, what do you think? My answer is going to be that. Fuck. Him. I mean, I know your answer is going to be fuck them, but because they're already been there and they've already done it. I mean, and, they have some type and, of, okay. They know themselves. They don't fucking know. What is that? Your best fucking friend? Are you like me and Abel no, 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 who just hung out every fucking day to. in fifth and sixth? Fuck them. <laughs> okay. You, didn't, you looked up to them until you knew who they were as a human. Yeah, exactly. And then I figured out and I was like, oh, fuck, that guy's a fucking asshole. Or maybe the tone of the text was actually nice. And maybe he was saying it like, hey, bro, don't do this. You're, you're never going to make it. Maybe it was actually nice. You know, tone is lost behind text. That's true. That's true. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. It's worth mm -hmm. saying for everybody who's watching. Uh, I definitely wouldn't value somebody's opinion. The bigger problem is, you know, do you do you uh, like the process or are you trying to get there financially to do something with those monies? That becomes, the question becomes, what are you up to? You oh, know? I love the process and that's that's not the problem. Um, I mean, like I said, it's it's just the, that kind of message that I received back kind of just threw me off and I was like, oh fuck. You're overvaluing somebody else's opinion that knows you for zero just because zero. they're good yeah. at the thing. Yeah. 
So as far as the first question, like, when do I know that I should be like, mm, maybe when you stop, you like, when you stop liking the process, because the way you're talking is not about the process. You're talking about getting there and getting the financial benefits, which is okay. I don't judge that, Scotty. I just want to know that we're talking real shit here. Yeah, no, of course. And that's the thing is like the process. I love the process. And that's what I've been documenting the entire time is literally the process. So and why, why would there ever be a stopping point? Once you're in the process, you're in forever. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I know, but I also don't know if you're actually in it for the dollar amounts, which I would not judge. I mean that. No. And that's the thing is like, I want to use this platform when I make money because I'm, I'm, I'm the type that wants to help out. Like, I, I wish I had financial money right now to help out with everything that's been going on. I mean, I've been donating all my tournament winnings to the All In Challenge. So, like, but it's not, you know, it's like $20 here, $15 there. Like, it's nothing big that I feel like I'm making a difference with. But you if definitely I are making a difference, by the way. $10 goes to $10 of somebody eating that has zero. When you're like, I don't have much, but you have like stuff in your room, there's fucking people who have nothing and truly need that $10 to eat. Right. So, you're making a huge difference, and I really appreciate you. Of course, are you, thank are you. you. Buying, are you buying my raffle tickets or are you buying somebody else's? Yeah, like I'm trying to have the ultimate Gary Vee experience. I mean, I love it, bro. If you win, bro, we're going to have a full year. Garage sailing. I'll fucking show you how to make real money. Yes, please. <laughs> bro, I think it comes down to this. Are you actually in it for the journey or are you in a place where deep down subconsciously or even consciously, you're like, fuck, I can't wait to make 100,000, 500,000 a year being a great poker player. If you're asking me that part, then I'm concerned because that dude might have been right. You you know, like you just might never be a great poker player. If right. you're doing it for the journey, is your hope to be good enough that you can then sell people on how to become that person if that's the business model? I'm I'm none of no, this no, no, bothers no. me. I'm just trying oh, to I... I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to do. If you're in it just for the journey, like I am, by the way, of course it's come with financial success, but right. like there is nothing else for me. Like, you know how some people are like, I can only be a teacher. I have to be a teacher. And you know, unfortunately, in, if, if one cares about finances for in that profession, you're not gonna make, and that's how I am with entrepreneurship. If this came with a $40,000 a year thing, there is no other options. All I ever did. Yeah. You know? I don't know why Abel Franco was a shitty student, because I remember he was, but I know why <laughs> I was. It was because I was trying to sell baseball cards to Abel Franco. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? You All know? Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate it. You have thank a wonderful you. day. Hey, Abel, do you remember? Do you remember Abel when you and I saw each other with who was that kid? Friedman or what? You know, when we saw each other in Hillsboro, in the Hillsboro Fire Station, when I did a sports card show like sophomore year of high school, and I hadn't seen you since sixth grade, and you went to it. Abel, if you're still in here, tell me if you remember that shit. That was that made me happy because you guys got into comic books too, and like, fucking was fire. All right, let's keep it going. Gary, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's your name? Dan. Dude, Dan, I love the sign, bro. <laughs> Dan, you might be my favorite all-time tea with Gary V guest, bro. I love the billboard. Let's fucking go. Just hit that up. Dude, your dad's things are amazing on uh, Instagram. How great is that, right? The, the hats? Genius. Thank you. He's going to have a ton of followers. I agree. I got to break down some football draft questions for you. Let's go. Big day and today. I just saw that freaking Jerry Jones is drafting at his home by himself, so that scares me. Is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah, you He's going to follow Blue Label and just draft him by himself. It's going to be crazy. By the way, I respect that shit because I'm giving you the preview. I'm fucking drafted by myself too. When I buy the Jets, I'm going completely. I'm like, my poor GM, she or he is going to have a tough job because I'm fucking, 
I'm gonna be like, I like this kid's mentality. I don't give a fuck how fast he ran the forty. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the worst owner. I might even play in a game. I'm gonna be a seventy-eight year old wide receiver. I might just do it. I don't give a shit. I would do it. it. Why not? Listen, I worked my whole life for it, so fuck it. If I want to be, Definitely. you know, I might die on the field. You know, <laughs> like, at least take the knee for like winning the Super Bowl or something. At least something, right? All right, what do you got, bro? So my question is, this is like a huge difference with this technology. So how are these guys gonna change it up? So like. The guys like you know Tony Romo, who are at these small schools, are kind of going to slide down the board a lot. So yeah, I was watching we, your we, I was watching, yeah. I was watching your thing last night with uh, B. Parker, and you know he was hitting a lot of spots, and it's going to be huge. But you know, which teams do you think are going to have an advantage this year? The teams that have the best scouts, you know, and I don't, and I, and, and I have a, re, you know, it'd be inappropriate since I'm really genuinely now in the business to like go completely direct about this, but I would tell you this year more than ever because they didn't have all that extra time in between the re- the regular college football season, the couple of all-star games, you know, and, and, you know, and now today um, you're going to see bigger, you know, bigger schools that have, you know, tape, you know, what's great for small school kids is they go to these all-star games or they come in and work out for a team and you can do the eye test at some level. You can see it. And a, a lot of them, you, when, you know, the tape is so important, AKA the highlights, for everybody who's watching doesn't know football, the problem is if you played at a very small school and most of your competition, including your teammates, you know, some of these kids start growing and becoming men in college. And so in high school, they weren't good enough to go to Oklahoma or USC or things of that nature. But like Jerry Rice, the all-time best receiver, went to a tiny school. Like we could sit here forever and name yeah. them all. Um, Wayne Corbett, one of the greatest Jets of all time, went to Hofstra. Like, you know, those kind of players they get to, you don't know how good they are because they're playing with such inferior competition by their junior or so, senior year. So all this process helps you quantify them. Yeah, I th- but I also think, so it comes down to scouts. It's who had scouts go into these small schools, yeah. which scout has leverage with the GM to have the conviction to be able to, I would argue that today and tomorrow are gonna be interesting and fine, but still will be in a pocket. Saturday's gonna be wild. You yeah. start talking about, you know, where it's really gonna be made is round four through seven. I'm really excited about that. A lot of the Vayner sports kids are gonna go in that pocket. Um, and I think that there's a lot, a lot of, you know, I, I love RGM for the first time in a long time for the Jets. So I'm actually very optimistic. Um, but I think it's, I think the teams that are gonna shine here are the ones who have the best scouts. You know, WrestleMania kind of lost its, you know, cause there's no fans there. So do you think, because you know, Jerry can't be there to be booed and hear all the boos from the fans if he takes that pick that's smart, not, you know, sexy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I used to be the face of the Jets pick on ESPN <laughs> oh, yeah. for years. So, so I, I, yeah, I think something will be lost. I mean, look, we need to get prepared for sports without fans' actual games being played, which I think is then going to make us really appreciate the fans when it all comes back. Yeah. So, awesome, bro. Thanks for being on. Big fan, long time. Good luck with Thank everything. You, bro. Take care. You too, bro. Yeah, I'm excited for the draft tonight. I think a lot of people are going to be watching. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's keep it going. Yo, what's Yo, up, what's G? good, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing? Good to see you. What's your name? Farouk. Farouk, real pleasure. Pleasure is mine. Actually, we've met once before. I think it was uh, January 17th through Elliot, my boy, came to your office. We I had a call, brother. I remember now. It it's was good to see fun. you again. Maybe I remember. Good life, but... I remember. It's good to see you, bro. Good to see you too, man. I have a quick question for you today uh, because it's something I've been doing uh, pretty actively since the last three months on Instagram specifically. Um, I see you've been talking about the whole like DM stuff, the strategies yep. to get out there and put yourself out there in order to connect with people. And you're like an OG when it comes to preaching, going out there. And everybody knows that. 
I've been commenting literally on every fucking meme page. Literally, like <laughs> every time a meme page posts, I have my post notifications on and I'm on it. The thing is, but but without spamming, like something relatable, whether it's like good job. I don't know if you saw, but like on I I've been hitting your your comments section recently, and even Alex De Simone is like, oh shit, the CEO of commenting on Instagram is here because that's why I like self-proclaim myself to make it fun. So yep. I've been attacking it. I have post notifications on for a bunch of big meme pages, and I've been growing a lot and seeing a lot of results. I want to know, what do you think about a strategy strategy like that? An aggressive love, marketing love, strategy love. of just but you made the most important part. You're not posting the same old thing. There's somebody I'm about to ban on my page. I never ban, but he posts. I'll follow everybody who follows me right now every time of my posts. I was even okay with that, but then I looked and he's not doing that. So he's a con artist. So as long as you're not just posting the same old thing and you're actually posting something that is relevant to the post, then then I think you're just working very hard and in the trenches similar to what I did with Twitter in 2007 to 11, which is for 11 hours a day. Let there be no confusion of how Gary Vee was created. It was created 11 hours a day on Twitter in 2007 of me replying to every person that mentioned anything about wine and me replying to every person, and I mean all of them, 100% of them, of anybody who replied to me. Exactly. No, I took my, my, my activity time on Instagram is up to seven hours a day right now. And I have no shame saying it because I'm building my brand, my brand, I'm grinding it. And that's why I want people to know, like, like it takes time, you know, it takes fucking like a lot of dedication to just like get there. And I just wanted your take on that because a lot of people look up to you as like the reference and, you know, you have a lot of people saying, oh, it's spam. Oh, you do this, you do that. A lot of hate, which I will never like bother me. But I feel like this hate stops other people from doing it. It's, it's, it comes down to bringing value. If you're working hard for 15 hours a day and you're leaving comments on you know, people's meme accounts that brings value, you win. It's intent. If you're doing it because you know it's a good growth tool and you're just control copying and pasting or you're half-assing the value you bring because you're trying to get to every meme page, you'll get exposed. And regardless of what me, mm-hmm. even though I, uh, where I sit where I sit, say, it's in the nuances of the intent. It's like the gentleman two days ago. I referenced it yesterday, I'm gonna reference it again. I love that dude. The guy, the 55 year old dude, we had a good talk. But like, I knew when he was going towards the end that I'm gonna give you a couple of things and I'm gonna ask for something. The things he gave me were not things of giving. And the thing he asked me for was the biggest cosign for his podcast. I'm not, I noticed some people said, oh, you don't like him? No, I like him, it's fine. I, I, if I didn't like him, I was, would have said no. Yeah. But, but, but it's just intent, brother. It's just fucking intent. And I think you've got the right strategy. I very much val- understand why people think it's spam because I see people doing it to me. Yeah. But there is a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. And I think the good way to do it is to really look at it and actually bring value. Now that looks to me like hard work. If you're just posting the same thing over and over or a half ass post so you can get the 5,000 of it, it does start bleeding a little bit into a growth hacking, not bringing value. And the universe knows, even if I don't ban the person, that person will never have a relationship with me because I know Big they're sense. doing the, you know what I mean? And so yep. I'd rather win with the 1% than trick the 99%. And I think if you keep that in mind for you as well, that that will be a good yeah, North Star. Yeah, of course. Star. Like, something funny, something witty. Like you don't always have to be out there. And I like, I, I like the whole commenting thing versus DMing because it pushes you to be out there to more people as well, not just one person. I, 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 I've absolutely, I've never, I don't think I've ever publicly talked about the tactic, but I've no. absolutely privately talked about the tactic. Yeah. My, my concern is that 99% of people just do the same thing everywhere or a half-ass thing, 
it takes an incredible amount of time. You know, some, you know, I like anybody else likes to exaggerate here and there. I'm serious 11 hours a day. I used to go to sleep at two, three in the morning. That was yeah. an era where I used to go to wine library at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Cause I was like dead. I was like, go to sleep at four. You know, like it was, it was a real, it was a real thing for me. It wasn't only Twitter, it was email. I would reply to every email, usually within the 24 hours. So I put in the work for my foundation and I think you can do the same. I would, uh, I would really probably add 20 to 50% effort to the individual comments, which will lead to you either having to work two to five hours more a day or get to 20 to 30% less meme pages. But I think you can get a lot more value if you add that layer for it. I totally agree with you. And I'm really happy you said that because coming from you, I feel like it's going to have a much bigger impact in the community as a whole. But I would say this, and I appreciate where you're going and you're flattering me. Me giving that cosign in whatever way you take that, I still think if you know in your heart you're doing it the right way, it doesn't matter what the other influencers or other big people, you know what I mean? Do it right. I promise you, if you had more depth to your comments, you would even get less pushback regardless of what, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's always like that. Either you go the funny route because yeah, you, you can be a comedian and make people laugh or you go the more serious route and you're being relatable and you're trying to help people. But if it's just a spam, I think you're just hurting the ecosystem because to me, each comment, each comment section is its own ecosystem living and breathing. I agree. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thank you, bro. See ya. You got it. I agree. OT. I want to go left tackle, swole at number 11. I'd like the Jets to trade back. I would love for the Jets to trade back. Love. Arnold, what's good? Hey, Gary. What's good, man? Um, I just want to say I looked up to you like my entire teen years. Like You really formed a lot of what I did, so I just wanted to thank you for that much. I appreciate that, bro. All right, so I guess my question is, you know, I recently moved out. I just turned 18, March 5th, you know, Happy really. Birthday. And I moved in with some friends, and I, I really did struggle a lot in high school um, with the whole thing that I was always good at music, and um, I never really, I guess, my parents perceived it as a passion, but I did it more out of, I was always the best at it, you know. I played at Carnegie Hall at, like, 14, 15. Really? Then, yeah. And then I like played the state band every year, played the state jazz band. And like, I was always great at it, but you know, I'd always read like entrepreneurial books and I was always good at that too. So, you know, one day when it was time to go into college, which was a whole nother issue, you know, I wasn't even sure I wanted to go. And it was kind of out of just my parents thought that was the way for me. So I did it. And um, thankfully, I had scholarships, so I didn't get into debt. But I went in as a law major, just spur, I don't even know why. And of course, that threw my parents for a complete just... As a what, brother? As a law major. Oh, law and, major. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. And it threw my parents in for just like a complete what happened. Like, what, what did they want you to go in as? A music major. Okay. And? And... You know, I then realized, okay, this probably isn't what I wanted to do, but it got me closer to you. What I did wanted to do because I knew what I didn't, and I was moving towards what I did. I love it. So, what's the punchline? So, 
I guess I want to get into real estate. You know, I want to get my real estate license. And yesterday Why? I created, well, because A, I like to sell. Like I'm just, I'm good with people and I like to sell. And I, yesterday I also created an Instagram page where I basically wanted to create like a whole journey and a whole community of people um, on a journey to like with flipping things and creating, you know, businesses and just to document everything. Like you're just attracted to the entrepreneur life, the game. Yeah. Okay. Like I want to document all the little losses that people tend to not do. They tend to like glamorize, you know, Oh, I made a hundred thousand in a day. Do what I do, but they don't document all the losses they've had. So I wanted to create a community that like, expands and grows and goes past that and I like it I'll throw that so the whole idea was like taking a, a bank account quote unquote from zero dollars and documenting every process until it gets to a hundred grand and what do you want to do after that what's the plan and, yeah like I created it as a I guess Instagram TV series yep. and then that and probably during that, I want to create, you know, little talks with all my followers, like questions, what I think on certain topics, you know. I want to get into just life stuff as well as personal finance and just help bring people up. Okay. So what's the question? How do I go about, like, with my parents? Because it's not going to bode well with them and if I, like, go on and tell them, I don't think college is for me. You need to think about it two ways. One, are you willing to have a tougher relationship with your parents for the next two to five years? Not as good as it could be, but still, you know, I don't know how your parents would react. Are they gonna disown you? Or is it just gonna be disappointing? Or is it just gonna be tension in the air? But then have an entire life of you not resenting them, which could lead to such a better relationship for the rest of life. Or, yeah. or, are you gonna to listen to them and appease them and forever resent them? It's not super complicated. Yeah, I just, I value, because I've always been kind of a hard-headed kid and at times it has burned me, but it has also led to like some of the greatest it hasn't. It hasn't burnt you. You might have not been successful. Yeah, I guess, but, yeah. But that doesn't mean you got burnt. It means you learned and you did what you wanted. That's actually yeah. called winning. Yeah. What you need to do is not talk a big game and tell everybody that you're gonna fucking crush it and so that you've got pie in your face. But even that's cool. I like that too. I even like pie in my face. So I don't think you've been burnt. You just weren't successful, but you needed to do it because you had conviction. And just because it didn't make a million dollars, it didn't work or it didn't happen, that's not burnt, bro. That's learning. You weren't fucking burnt. You fucking learned. Yeah. You're fucking 18. You're supposed to learn at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. You're supposed to learn. Yeah. Losing's good. You just told me you wanted to document all the losses. Losing's fucking good. Yeah, I know. You just, you know, your parents might have thought you got burnt. Your friends might have thought you got burnt. That's completely based on how much fucking bravado and how much machismo you put out into the world that this thing was gonna be something. Yeah. I like to say things are gonna be something and then when they're not, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't something, I was wrong, but I did this other stuff. Other people like to stay super quiet and then when it's huge, you're like, see, that's also good. You know, 
doesn't matter. It's yeah. still the same fucking game. Yeah. How do you deal with your parents? With radical candor. Mom, dad, I love you more than breathing. You've done everything for me. I respect you the most. Comma, I 100% know who I am as a human being. You do not know me better than I know myself. I know myself better than you know me. Uh, I, you, know, you know, I am gonna do this. You're gonna be disappointed. But if I do what you want me to do, I'm gonna do it. And then for the rest of my life, I'm gonna actually subconsciously resent and dislike you and we will never have a great relationship. This way, you'll be mad at me for the next couple of years, but when I make it and I'm happy, mm-hmm. then you're gonna respect me. That's the conversation you have. And when your mom cries or your dad says you're a fucking idiot or whatever happens, you fucking yeah. take that punch like a man and you fucking move on with your life and then go fucking prove it. You're right. Or you don't. Thank you know, like you. I mean, you know what I mean? This is a binary game. How do you deal with it? Yeah. Either up front or not at all. Yeah. Cause half pregnant fucking sucks. It does. And that that's kind of been like the, the position I've been in where I kind of do what I want to do and I always put my happiness first. You should. You can't be selfless with- without being selfish. Yeah. What were you going to say? I've, I've always 100% prioritized my own happiness. And I listen to you and I listen to so many other people because I know that's who I want to be. And I guess I just also, at the same time, haven't been fully honest with my, my goals and who I want to be. That's fair. With my, and I think I owe them that. You do. But at the same time, I'm not at the expense of my happiness. Correct. And also, you can't take anything from them. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Zero dollars. That's out. Good for you. Zero dollars. If you're going to live on your own two feet, live on your own two feet. I've got unlimited 22-year-olds trying to act like tough guys and gals, but they still want mommy and daddy to pay their rent while they do it. Yeah, that's, that's why I took up just any job because I know what you say about shit jobs, but I'm willing to do it if that- Shit if jobs are good. Grind what I can. Bro, I respect make- you. I respect you heavy. I'm listening to you and you talk about me influencing you and I'm like sitting here with- I got chills because I'm like, this fucker is, you know, he was young when he started listening to me. It got into his head. Look what he's doing. He's fucking moved out with his buddies. He's taking a shit job. He's standing on his own two feet. Now we're going to do the next part and he's going to have that conversation. It's all going to work. I believe that, man. I believe it. I, I genuinely see it in the world. I observe. That's what I do. Like, I'm proud of you, bro. 98% of you, man. 98% of you, bro, don't move out, don't take a shit job. They want their fucking cake and eat it too. They're like, I'm gonna be your tough guy and I'm gonna do this. Meanwhile, they want mommy to pay for their Uber. Mommy pays for your Uber, you go to college if she wants you to. Daddy pays for your fucking Equinox in your apartment, you go take law school if they want you to. They're fucking paying. You're such a big fucking, I apologize, I'm talking to the crowd. You're such a big fucking tough guy. You're so fucking amazing. You're so fucking convicted. Go fucking eat dirt. It, It was a scary thing, you know, deciding to move out because I knew the standard of living loss I'd take, but it, I knew that like in the long run, that's what I needed to do. And that's the 100%. only way to be happy for myself. Bro, your parents are going to respect you. They're going to be disappointed because they had an ideology, but I'm telling you right now, I promise you, you ping me when you're 26 and your parents look you in the eye and tell you how much they respect you after you go this way. I will. I believe you. I appreciate you, you, bro. I love you more.
Have go. a good day. You too. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Hey, Gary. Hunter, you got me with this, man. This is a good episode. Let's go, <laughs> How's Hunter. it going? Is that a Fitzpatrick? No, it's a Sam Darnold. Let's go. <laughs> Thank God. I was scared. <laughs> so uh, you kind of answered this a little bit before. Um, who are some of the top uh, people you want to see the Jets take at number 11? I mean, I know you said uh, trading back, potentially. I want to um, trade If back. they do trade back, like, who would you want to see them pick? I want them to take the Louisville tackle back then. That's who I want at 11. I think he has the most upside. I think he could be a perennial pro bowler. I, I like him better than than TW. I like I, I like him better than the Bama kid. I, I like him the best. I think he's the most – I also think he might be the most risky. Um but I just have a feeling and, and I've done my homework. So I, I want them to take back to That's definitely, uh, you know, know, if we don't take offensive tackle, if they're all like off the board, then definitely trading back is a good option. Yeah. If, if they're all off the board, you know, Thomas, TW, like all these guys, then, then I really want to trade back. I really don't want to take a receiver at 11 in what I personally think is the best receiving class since 2014 and and has the potential to be the best one ever there's gonna be a fourth round receiver that i'm gonna be yelling at the tv hoping joe douglas takes yeah there's definitely um you know uh there's the arizona state guy um what's his name uh brandon ayuk i think yes Mm -hmm. dude it's it's loaded i'm telling you it's loaded yeah it's loaded how do you think it's going to work online? Do you think it's going to be a disaster tonight with the? I have whole no, no, I have no knowledge. First of all, so I have no oh, yeah. insights. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it sounded like on Tuesday they were practicing it, and it was a disaster, which makes me hope that they've done a lot of things since. Um, yeah. You know, but the ratings are going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't wait. What's your number one person that you want to take? Um. Definitely offensive line. I was kind of hoping. You, yeah, which one do you like? Uh, Wills. Wills. Or yeah. Wills or Wirfs. Wirfs, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, it's a low. Listen, I think Austin Jackson from USC is a good left tackle. I think there's some real guys. The TCU kid. There, there's, I, I I, actually think, I mean, I, I would be go. I'll go bananas if they trade down to, like, the two Viking picks or, or a one and a two, you know, like, a one next year, like, I'm a big fan of this draft and I would I would trade down. Because I think they can get a real tackle later in the first round and and then just load the fuck up. We have a lot of holes, bro, Hunter. Like if you really yeah. look at the team, we got a lot of holes. Yeah. I think we, I think we got a quarterback and 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 but we have a lot of holes. We really do. If we're being honest with ourselves, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> we got holes. So we need to load up. We need a we need Definitely. one of those iconic, you know, we need that, you know, Revis David Harris combo that DeBricka Shaw Mangold thing. We need that Brad Smith Leon Washington Jericho Cotri fourth fifth round pick type stuff. You know Kerry Rhodes. We need to we need to hit here. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, any help for Sam Donald at this point? We'll definitely take that because yeah, his, compared to last his, season, his data when he has a clean pocket is off the charts. Yeah, it's crazy. So, definitely. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. You too. Thanks, bro. Good stuff. Tried to flip him with that Fitzpatrick jersey, but I knew. Sorry. Um, really exciting episode. Really good day. Hope everybody's super well. Oh, by the way, wine text today: one hundred twenty-five dollar Pinot Noir for forty-five bucks.
Just give me the preview. Super pumped about that. Let me know if you signed up in the comments. I want to say hi. All right, let's keep it going. Hey, oh my God, fuck off. Yep, I won't. Gary but I, I will if you wanted to. Hey, Tasha. Holy shit. Thank you, you so much. I appreciate you. Everyone appreciates you right now watching this. I'm losing my mind. Thank you, Tasha. Fuck. Um, I'm just going to get right into the question, very surface level. And if you want context, I can give you all the context. Thank you. As someone who is gratefully still employed during this crazy shit, but genuinely hates their job. <laughs> like, you, what right? do I, what do I do? Do I just ride this shit out while it's safe until Probably. I do, get do inspired? Have, yeah. Do you have savings? A bit. I mean, I'd rather not touch that to be honest. Yeah, me, but... I'd rather you not touch it either. My, my, yeah, honest I don't really answer... know what I want to do next. Like I have, I've had a lot of side hustles. I've dabbled in a lot of shit, but I'm just like, if I was to quit, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I love you. Listen, I think that you probably shouldn't because yeah. you don't, you know, I usually like my preference when people, my first book, Crush It, what I really wrote in there was, hey, use downtime to build up something, save money, and then you can wean off your job you hate into something you love. If you're at a place where you don't even know what you want to do yet, you're kind of far from that. And especially to your point, I think there was another 4.2 million Americans today declared for unemployment in the last week. To your point, this is, we're gonna need to go into the gratitude of being grateful for jobs we hate right now because the alternative sucks. So what I would do if I were you, Tasha, right now is really go ham on trying shit. Like really, as much as you can. Watching videos, doing stuff, you know. Yeah, cooking, I mean, you inspired me to do TikTok. Like I thought I was way too fucking old for TikTok. I was like, you know what? I'm bored, I'm doing it. You know, Love I don't it. have shit on TikTok, but it's still really fun and I'm trying to explore, but. There's another level of nuance if I can offer this to Please. my situation. So my company, they did pay cuts across the board, which is rough, but they did some layoffs and furlough. I have a colleague who was furloughed. We have essentially the same job and I'm struggling with the guilt of keeping yeah. someone else yeah. from a job when I know I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, like, should I, should I just like surrender that to someone else who maybe really does need it and I can like make it through? So I, I love know. you. I love you for that humanity. You know, look, to me in that scenario, there is no right answer. There's only the answer that you know for yourself. I, I think it's extremely noble and quite altruistic of you to like have those feelings. Um, it's fucking me up though, like that. Like I'm, it, I'm torn, it, man. It becomes yeah. a game of how fucked up are you? If you can't breathe and sleep for real and you're not yeah. just and you're not just trying to like convince yourself that you're a great person, then you do it. If it's a little bit of a caricature of yourself and you're like in your own little like altruistic woke world, then, then you need to be thoughtful and say, I'm kind of almost doing this to appease a narrative that I want about my own self. You have to go extra deep. You see where I'm going? Yes. You have to go oh, super absolutely. extra deep. Because look, I, I do think that like today you can, but God forbid, we don't know the world we're living in going forward and you may need it one day. You may need it in a real way. Somebody, the person you love the most in your life may need it and then all of a sudden you have regret that when you have the opportunity, you know, as much as you love your coworker who is your homie, you know, tomorrow a top five loved one might have a real situation. You may need those dollars. So there is a level of practicality that you have to layer on top of your humanity. Sure. Yeah. The, the thing I came to was like contentment versus resentment. Like I'm very grateful for the situation I have, even though I don't like it, 
but I'm trying not to fuck myself up too bad doing things I don't really like, but practical is what I need. Practicality right now matters, and but, but the most practical thing is for you to start trying to do things on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and talk about things or learn things that may become the thing you wanna do. Yeah, like I started a YouTube, I always wanted to do that. I was fucking scared shitless two years ago. I started it making bullshit and like I'm really loving learning how to edit videos. It takes me 12 hours, but yeah. I'm and one, and one day, and one day it's, and one day it's gonna take you 42 minutes and one day you may do that at VaynerMedia. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Oh, you know what Honestly, I mean though? Like yeah. work, work on shit, do shit. Learn shit, do shit. Learn shit, do shit. Anybody who doesn't love their job right now who's lucky to have one should be spending every time at home, downtime, not watching the news, not watching me, not watching Netflix. They should be learning shit and doing shit because we're gonna come out of this and it's gonna be a whole new world. And let me promise you, it's gonna be a world of winning and losing. This world we're gonna come into is gonna be a game of winning and losing. And what I mean by that is there's gonna be so much opportunity. And if you know what you wanna do, you might be able to really get it. Awesome. Awesome, take care. Bless your heart, Gary. Thank, Thank you. you, take care, bye-bye. Bye. Dustin, are you typing? Somebody's typing audio or, anyway. No, it's um, it's some of these people's like phone devices. For some reason, the audio just keeps, that's why I'm muting Understood. them when you're talking. Understood, so. Well, cool, somebody was making some background noise. There. Yeah. No worries, no worries, let's keep it going. Let's get another one in. Hey, Gary, what's up? Hey, Dominic, how are you? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing really well. Good. Hey, so I had a question for you. So I recently got laid off my job about a month ago with everything going on. Sorry, and man. for a couple of years, I've been really wanting to start my own public speaking business. Um, and I think this is kind of giving me a shove in that direction. Um, problem is, though, and, and with the public speaking, though, like I'm not looking to sell merchandise. I'm not looking to sell master classes. My main goal is I just want to be a keynote speaker and like me share my personal story yeah like you problem is though every time i talk to someone they're like that's great man you have a really interesting story but what else are you going to talk about other than your story because usually when people are keynote speakers they've done something really no big in their life they've overcome adversity and they went on to be you know an olympian or started a multi-million dollar business no and i feel like i have a pretty unique story and, and that's you know I, I had survived cancer when I was six months old had a liver transplant when I was 13 lost my dad to cancer when I was 17 and then lost my mom to the cancer when I was 24 and then I just got laid off my job so I understand that everyone goes through adversity and stuff and I have two but I guess my main question is how do I discover you know what sets me apart to allow me to be that keynote speaker, to draw audiences and say, hey, I want to hear this guy's story and what he has to say. Um, I think you put out the stories for free on video over and over in different variations and then you let the demand come to you. That's what I did. I didn't set out to be a public speaker. I made videos. And then people started emailing me and be like, would you like to take what you do on video to the stage? And then I said, I don't know, maybe. And I tried it and it was something I was naturally gifted at and away I went. I think, you know, you have the internet. So you should start doing live streams and putting out videos and become the honey and let the bees come to you instead of begging the bees. Right. And I guess with that, you know, 
I took your advice. I've been listening to you lately and I made a TikTok account and you know, I want to be more active on social media, but I just feel really weird and awkward on camera, especially when I'm just talking to myself and I don't want to put out always. Let me promise you this. If you feel weird on camera, wait till you're on stage in front of 500 people. Right. And I've done public speaking before. And, and you feel comfortable in that. I feel completely awesome. comfortable doing cool. that. Awesome. So look, I think, I think, you don't have to do TikToks. You could do what you're doing right now with me, straight to video camera. That's what I did. There's some old videos on vidler.com. I think I called them Gary B. 3-6, 120s. I would rant for tw six, you know, two minutes. And they became the foundation of me doing content not named Wine Library TV. You know, I, you know, look, if you're unable to make content that gives you leverage to get speaking gigs, then, then you're gonna have to literally just email conferences when we get back to that world and say, I'd like to be an opening speaker for free, you gotta speak for free. It's like open mics for comedians. Before you're doing Madison Square Garden as Kevin Hart, you're doing bullshit shows for, you know, for eight people in a club for zero dollars. You need to do the same thing. Right. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's, I just don't wanna always put out like so serious or somber, you know, stories about my life about, oh, I had cancer and I had this, I lost my parents. And I wanna bring up beat you know, inspiring stories, but at the same time, it's, I feel like I have trouble with that when I'm trying to do it to a camera one-on-one -on -one myself. Maybe you need somebody else. Maybe you, maybe you do an interview show. You know, maybe you get six people to come in and you do it with six people on a Zoom and you record that. Well, I guess with that, how do you feel about a podcast? Because that's something I've been really rolling around in my mind. Yeah, I think... I think you're rolling too many things in your mind. Like you want to be more active in social media. You want to, you've been rolling in your mind on podcasts. I think Dominic, this is the great time to just do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, my, my answer is always yes. Dustin, I need a t-shirt for uh, the show. I need, I need a t-shirt, uh, Dustin, get the team to make it. The answer is always yes. Got it, Dustin? Yep, writing it down. Thank you. So Dom, the answer is always yes. When, yeah. am I gonna, when am I going to say no? Right. And like you said, this is the best opportunity to, to do it now and ever. If you need this affirmation for me, here it is. Co-signed. Go. Got it. Proud of you, bro. Good luck. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, All right everybody. Good fucking show. Uh, I got to get to my next meetings. Um, I hope everybody's super well. Did somebody just lose sound? Just want to see. The answer's always yes. Yep. The answer's always fucking yes. Um... And Whitney knows that, Franklin knows that, Victor knows that, Natalie knows that, Tyrone T knows that, May Neng Dang definitely knows that. Uh, and I appreciate all of you. Um, all in challenge, going strong. I'd like for one of you to spend the full year with me. We'll be playing that video in one minute. And then I'm telling you right now, $125 Pinot Noir for 45 bucks. My, my dad would appreciate it text.com please already. I, yesterday I did some homework. I was dead. I thought I'd been converting the majority of this audience. I was dead when I saw what happened. I can't believe how many of you have in the past tweeted drinking wine or into wine and watched this show and don't and have not signed up. And you're not from Texas or Michigan or Utah. You're in the pocket. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. It is time winetext.com, and it is time for you and I to spend the entire year together, and here's how you can do that for a $10 raffle ticket.
I am giving away the ultimate Gary Vee experience. How should that go? Okay. Over the last week or so, I've been uh, jamming with my friend Michael Rubin and helping out on this all-in challenge that I am accepting right now. But allinchallenge.com, please go there. We are challenging some of the greatest artists, entertainers, athletes in the world to provide a ridiculous all-time experience or one of their most iconic items in their collection to help raise money to help feed the hungry during this ridiculous time. And so now I have to put up my auction. So my auction, the ultimate Gary Vee experience. Here we go. I'm going to go off the top of the head. And you can go on allinchallenge.com to go bid on this. I am giving away... Okay. You get to, in the course of a year, you will go garage sailing with me and film uh, Trash Talk. Also, you can get a workout with me and Mike Vacanti. So I know a lot of you pay attention to that part of my world. Also, we're going to go to Wine Library and do a $25,000 uh, shopping spree. That's right. I'm going to pay my dad. <laughs> well, I'm going to donate. We're going to pay my dad $25,000. So $25,000 shopping spree at Wine Library. I will walk through the whole store with you, tell you the war stories, and you'll buy a bunch of uh, wine, beer, liquor, whatever you want, food. We are going to go to a Jets game together. You're going to tailgate with me. I never do this. When I give away Jets tickets, I never let the person sit with me. So you will sit with me during the Jets game. I won't talk to you during the game. I'm completely focused, but you'll get that. So the ultimate Jets experience, tailgate, full game with me as well. Also, I'm going to give you one week play at Vayner Media. So this is for you and a plus one, by the way. So the two tickets, the for, we'll do some plus ones. We'll do some just me and you, depending on what it is. One full week at VaynerMedia, getting consulting and business advice from Team Gary B and me for the entire week, hanging out in the pit where the show's done. Uh, you're going to be a guest of my podcast. We're going to do a wine dinner for you and seven of your friends uh, at Hunt and Fish Club uh, in New York City. And I'm going to fly you uh, all paid plus one to three of my keynotes and we'll work on those details. The ultimate Gary V experience. I hope you bid on it. I hope you get involved. I hope we raise a lot of money to help people that need it. Also, what's so fun about the All In Challenge is you get to challenge people to be in it. I am gonna challenge all the Vayner Sports athletes. I expect you in there, so that is number one. Number two, I'm gonna go with, ooh, you know what? Timbaland, the super producer who's completely lighting up uh, Instagram. Timbaland, the super producer, I'm calling you out. And finally, I got one. The Undertaker, one of the great wrestlers of all time. Please join the challenge. Everybody go to allinchallenge.com. Please support this. The experiences are going to be nuts. We've been working, bleeding out of the eyeballs for the last week, putting this all together. You're going to be blown away what you're about to see on social media. Hashtag allinchallenge. Please check it out and please go to your favorite celebrities, athletes, and entertainers and leave hashtag allinchallenge to get them involved. The All In Challenge. Please. Take it. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks Gary. Today's highlighted review goes to Incredible by JJGGBNK. Tea with Gary V number 11 killed it. 
The honesty and brashness light up people's mind and get them going. The insight you gave entrepreneurs today showed me how to approach my wife with her business and how she can truly run with it if she starts the video content. She is very much like the last guest, the Jurors Girl, and just finds the video content to be difficult to put out. Having her listen currently, stoked to get her business and following for homeschooling doubled. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast for a chance to be featured next.